Hey there, I just want to chime in and let you know that Connor and I suffered quite a few issues in recording this episode. Uh, our software decided to go haywire, and as a result, we lost about 10 minutes of audio, including our introduction. So we may not use this software anymore. We may try to find something a bit more user-friendly. But in the meantime, I guess for your patience and your grace, you'll hear a little bit about our rant about the software in the beginning. But in the meantime, I'm Kale with my co-host and friend Connor, and I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Super Clash podcast. Thank you, guys. Oh, it looks like it's me still. Um, Boop. Yeah, it's looking. Connor, I hate technology. It's like they these podcasters make it seem so easy, and it's just like they have their they have their 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 stuff all figured out, and because they're special, and the podcast gods hate especially us. <laughs> we must have done something bad to uh, anger them. And if you're hearing this right now, it's because our software decided to crap out. I did not realize that the computer going to sleep uh, creates a constant <laughs> just consistently, like complete, like total feedback. We didn't realize that would happen, and we were in we were in a flow here. And I was letting Connor talk. I mean, and the computer falls asleep. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just bump it awake. And I just noticed that there was like, it looked like there was a constant sound that was like, okay, it's probably nothing. Um, I'll just let Connor finish the thought here, and then I'll, I'll do a quick pause uh, went at a stopping point and play it back. Lo and behold, we lost five to ten minutes of a conversation because of the stupid software. Yeah, I'm ready to burn it all down. I, I me too, but <laughs> but we promised we would put some, something out, and we had a good co- good uh, conversation. Here because because of again, I, I'm actually kind of speechless right now. We have consistent issues. We're trying to give you a nice episode with good sounding mics, and it's like just nope. So, anywho, but here, let me let me let me do us a favor here and, and get everything back on track. What we were talking about today is the PlayStation 5's launch, and I think a good way. To kind of kick this conversation off, segue, 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 <laughs> is to talk about the hardware itself. I think uh, a lot of people who mm-hmm. may or may not have actually seen one in the wild would probably wonder how big is this thing. And I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. it's pretty big. Are we talking uh, John Holmes big? I I don't get the reference. John Holmes was a uh, was a famous porn star who's been known to have a 14-inch penis. Wow, we're just going classy right <laughs> off the bat, aren't we? Um, yeah. It's, is it the John Holmes of the console world? Yeah, I, I sure, <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> it's uh, massive. Um, co- compared to my little TV stand, like, I mean, you, you've been to my apartment relatively recently. Like, my TV stand's not exactly tiny, but it's not exactly big either. I mean, my my forty two inch TV just barely fits on it, and this thing takes up almost an entire uh, shelf space, to the point where I had to move my subwoofer down one shelf and put my PlayStation on, on the shelf with the subwoofer, and my tiny little cable box can manage to fit on the same shelf as, as the PlayStation. This thing is massive, and un- understandably because it's relatively new technology for for consoles. I mean, this is like this is something that PC's been doing for a while. But 
<laughs> but yeah, the the hard hardware is state of the art, and I I don't know if if we if we mentioned this before we our our stuff crapped out, but uh one of the one of the main selling points of the PlayStation was the speed of the hard drive. Um, they were saying that load times were supposed to be lightning fast, and it is indeed extremely fast. It is the fastest SSD on the market. Um, I've I've had games which we'll get into load load in like three seconds, which is insane. There's no no third party uh, maker like Western Digital, Seagate, or whoever. They they can't match it. Like their fastest SSDs cannot match it. So, it's it's insanity. Yeah, it's it's going to be a while before they get something out there that allows you to have an mm-hmm. external SSD like that. Mm-hmm. At least I think so. Uh, and if they do have something, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, uh, I'm probably about the same price as the con. I, I don't know if it'd be about the same price as the console. Probably a little bit cheaper than the console because. Because it's we're not talking about like RAM or a GPU or a CPU. We're just talking about just storage. Yeah, I kind of I'm thinking it's probably going to be like maybe like one terabyte for like two hundred bucks, and, and unfortunately that's not great because even no. one more terabyte is not great. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I mean I had like five terabytes worth of games for the PS4, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't even installing them all. Yeah, you know that's just me putting because a lot of games I had were like between fifty to a hundred plus gigabytes. Yeah, and with games getting bigger and bigger, I know they're getting more optimized and able to to store more content more effectively. But I don't see games necessarily getting smaller. Yeah, um, going back to to the price of the terabyte, uh, I I really hope he doesn't listen to this right now. But I I bought my. I brought my f- my future brother-in-law a- an external hard drive, it's a one terabyte external hard drive f- for his PC or PlayStation. It cost him; it was on sale for th- like it was like forty dollars. Yeah, that's so. Like disc, uh, spinning disc hard drives they they've become so cheap now that mm-hmm. I, I'm, I had two externals for my PS4, and I had one external for my Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So. I even had one for my Wii U at one point. Really, I didn't even know that took that took an extra. I could see. I guess that would make sense. I mean, it is a, an actual console. You had to get a splitter cable because the console itself mm. did not output enough power through the USB ports. Yeah. Uh, to power an external drive, so you had to have a splitter that put it into two USB ports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hard drive was was a big seller. Another big seller was was the controller itself. Is one thing that threw me off was an update. Uh, for a controller, in my experience, that's never happened. You mentioned you mentioned at one point it was the uh, Xbox One and the uh, Joy Cons for Switch does it, but this is the first for PlayStation. The controller itself is really cool, like adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. Feels really bizarre. For those who are unaware, adaptive triggers for the PlayStation, what they'll do is they would adjust the resistance based on what game you're playing. I, th- I wanted to say an example that they used, a demonstration, is that if you were pulling back a, uh, a bow, uh, the uh, trigger would get more tense as, as a simulating a bowstring. And there is a little bit of that in the demo game Astro Playroom. Mm. Uh, have you been Have you been able to play Astro Playroom yet? I have not. 
it's wild. Like it it does it demonstrates the abilities of the console fantastically. I will say though, I did play some Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh yeah, well, I want I wanted to talk War, about I'm that. Cold War. I'm sorry, Cold Duty Cold War. It's basically Black it, Ops. it's basically Black Ops. Um, and when you aim down sights, there's resistance in the left trigger. When you fire the gun, there's actually you know like um. Like if you were firing an actual handgun, when you pull the trigger, there's a bit of resistance to it. Mm-hmm. So imagine that, but on the PlayStation controller. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure, um, like, if different firearms would have would have different poundages for it to break, because we we both have have shot guns, and d- you know how different firearms have different poundages for 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 your triggers. Um, so like, a Glock has like a five pound tr- trigger. And for it to break, and whereas an AR-15 or AK is about a three three pound, so do you feel a difference with with those gun with those guns, or is it about the same? I don't know if I've played enough of it to okay. have tried out enough different guns. I mean, I've put in probably three or four hours into it. Okay, um, but I mostly stuck with the same guns because I was trying to like unlock, you know, uh, components for them. I played through multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say though, it did take some getting used to, because it's not just like you you like on the PS4 you you pull down the trigger or you you LT L2 yeah L2 yeah. sorry I'm trying to remember all the different <laughs> controller buttons you almost said uh, left trigger as uh, for Xbox yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Um, still Xbox people at heart yeah you pull down L2 and it's immediate you know you aim down the sight you aim down the sight mm-hmm. with this one. You pull, and there's a slight delay, and there's a resistance to it. So it's not like you can just, like, do what a lot of Call of Duty players is. It's just, like, jitter, aim down the sights. Pop, 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 Yeah. And, I mean, you do still see some people playing that way, which they could be playing with any sort of – They could be playing with it off. I, I, th- I think you have an you option to turn it off. You can play with mouse and keyboard, too, in that game. So Yeah, and y- I think you, you do have the option to turn off adaptive triggers in some games. Who knows? They could be they could be playing with it off, or you could be playing against PS4 players. Because I was playing with uh, one of my friends, and he was playing oh, on PS4. Oh, you know what? Never think about that. Um, but yeah, definitely my first few times playing with the controller, um, I did think there was something wrong with the controller themselves. I thought the the triggers were sticking. Yeah, I as, could see that. As in, like y- your 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 dirty little candy hands, <laughs> um, getting into getting into the components and making it stick. But no, they're adapting, and it's totally wild. It's really funny. My fiance. My fiance came in last night because uh, sh- she works at, from out of town, and we we woke up and I kind of showed her Astro Playroom. I let her, I let her play a level, and for those who don't know, there's there's a level in it to where your little guy like gets into like a little spring spring thingy where it's like it's still a body but it has a spring, and you have to use the contr- the uh, the triggers to like tense up and spring and go forward. She was like, this is so weird. She was feeling resistance, and you weren't really feeling that in the PS4. But she thinks it's still really cool, though. One thing that I will note, and I'm, I haven't seen many people comment on this or even point this out. I did test all of the features of the PS4 controller mm-hmm. on the PS5, yeah. and they all work. So a uh, a perfect example of this is uh, I played uh, Detroit Become Human, which okay. is a PS4 game, and the game features anything from uh, motion controls 
with the controller to button prompts to touchpad prompts and it responded to all of them so i will say it, it does work perfectly i was able to you know if i tilt the controller right then he did a move in the game or if i swiped up or swiped left on the uh touchpad it worked perfectly fine so, so really the only difference is it doesn't have the adaptive triggers because the, we, we know the, P, the playstation 4 is just not just just not built for that no and i mean developers would have had to code that in i would imagine yeah and just so um no. but it is a little bit loud on startup because that that fan that fan's going like crazy and there there's some there's some people who have an issue with the fan uh, that i've been reading where it's like for some, there's like a, a tag like inside the playstation like hitting up against the fan i hear that every once in a while but if i kind of like push down on the system it goes away yeah um so it's really not that big a deal because af after the initial startup the console is very quiet it is and not only that it's cold like i went over and i i was playing uh what was it i was playing either horizon zero dawn or detroit become human mm -hmm. i've been trying to kind of bust through my ps4 backlog a little bit too all 300 of your games yeah pretty much <laughs> um th that's not an exaggeration either no I, th well i mean it's a little low i'm around 400 or so i think oh um, a little low <laughs> I'm sorry for you having an amazing disposable income, you bastard. Uh, uh, I wish. But, <laughs> so, I will say that it, it was, after four hours, basically lukewarm to the touch. Like, room temperature warm. Like, yeah. that's that's amazing. It was running and running, and, and I heard, hardly ever heard the fan kick on, either. The loudest part it really gets, besides startup, is when you're installing a game in, because... But what you're hearing is is the disk drive and not the fans itself. Th I would agree. Yes. And so and even then, it's not all that loud. Is it not any louder than, than the PlayStation Four uh, disk drive? I would say no. It, it doesn't seem. I mean, my PS Four, which I have, I have a day one PS Four and I have a PS Four Pro, and those things would get loud and they would get hot, always very hot. And it's not like I I mistreat. My systems, I leave them in a dusty area or a poorly ventilated area. No, they're sitting on a desk. I blow them out with canned air, like, regularly. I don't fully take them apart, but I don't think that's really a fair expectation. But, no, uh, they, they do. They run hot and they run loud, mm -hmm. especially on the uh, more graphically intensive games. Oh, man, I, I'm so glad I, had a P I played, a, like, Red Dead Redemption on a PS4 Pro. Can you imagine having to play Red Dead Redemption on, like, a base PS4? This thing would probably catch fire. Yeah, it, it did struggle to play that. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they had optimized that game to run on the, the base model systems. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, still have those day ones. I know uh, and, Trey and, does. And not knocking against anyone that has a day one. I understand you don't, you, you don't have, maybe you don't have the income to 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 drop money on a PS4 Pro at the time. I managed to get, I managed to get lucky by getting enough for for my tax return i was like you know what sure i'm gonna be honest i probably there's a there's a, there's a smaller chance that i would have got one had i not um i was interested in getting a 4k tv at one point mm -hmm. and they did a bundle where you got a free ps4 pro with the purchase of a sony tv and i don't think i would have done that you know I don't think I would have went out and bought a standalone PS4 Pro mm -hmm. that way. And actually, my first PS4 Pro uh, bricked itself. Oh, I don't think you told me that story. Yeah, yeah, it, it bricked itself after like like less than a week. Uh, I don't know what happened. It just 
wouldn't turn on anymore. Like it was dead as a doornail. Um, I ended up, thankfully, uh, Best Buy had a pretty, yeah, it, it did. Um, I just took it back up to Best Buy and was like, Hey, this thing's like gone. And they're like, Oh, okay. And they just gave me a new one. So nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, after a week, you can't really like, I think any store would honor a replacement, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, another thing that was, I was actually quite kind of shocked and I don't know if it had to do with the game size or anything, but in the installation process itself was really was really quick. Um, one of the first games I installed was uh, Demon Souls, and we will get into that because I'm a big Souls fan. Not good at them, but I love them. And I was like, okay, well, this something something a game this size on PlayStation Four would usually take thirty to forty minutes to to install completely. Cool. I'll because uh, I. I just got I got just caught, got home from work, so I put it in. It's like cool. I'm gonna take a shower, have some breakfast, and sit down, pl- uh, play a little bit, and uh, before I go to bed, I get out of the shower, get dressed. I look, it's done. Hmm. I was like, wow. And so I so I gave up on eating breakfast to play some Demon Souls. Nice. So <laughs> um, I think it depends, though, what you're installing and how it's installing. That's what I was starting to think about. Um, I, I didn't time it at all because all of them, because I assume Assassin's Creed is larger than Demon Souls because it, it's open world. So here's where it gets interesting. I've played, um, I've played PS4 games. I've played... Uh, PS4 games that give you the free upgrade to PS5, and then I've played PS5 games. Mm-hmm. The PS5 games off the disc seem to install pretty fast, and uh, the updates for them are, are pretty fast as well, which leads me to believe that like the digital versions of them would download pretty fast. Uh, that said, uh, PS4 games, I don't really notice much of a difference when they're installing, and I think that's probably due to the fact that a PS4 disc is a standard Blu-ray disc, whereas a uh, PS5 game is a 4K Blu-ray disc. So they have a different uh, read speed, and the, the drive itself probably, when it's what it does with the PS4 games is it, it takes all the data off of the disc uh-huh. and installs it to the system. It's not reading the disc actively. Um, so so it's, 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 a, it's a 4K Blu-ray. Yes. Uh, so a stupid question because I because I never thought about this. Is it possible it can play 4K DVD DVDs? You mean 4K Blu-rays? Yeah. Yes, it does. So like, because because you know, there's 4K like there's um, ultra HD DVD players that can play I can play like because that's relatively new technology is ultra HD um, DVD players. Yeah. Um. So could I could I buy an ultra HD DVD and put, pop it into my PlayStation Five and it, it will play? Yes, you can buy, put a 4K Blu-ray in there, and it'll play. I might have to do that tonight. Yes, it does work. I've tried it before. Um, I will say the player is better than the Xbox One uh, S and X players because I have – I initially purchased years ago a, an Xbox One S to play 4K Blu-rays. I mean, this is no shade on Xbox. I like Xbox. I like PlayStation. I like Nintendo. But there weren't a you lot have of all games. The systems. You you have room to talk. Yeah, uh, I there, I'm not throwing shade, but I will say there's not a lot of games I really wanted to play on the Xbox One. But 
when they said the Xbox One S had a 4K Blu-ray player, I was like, sure. You know, I want to watch some 4K Blu-rays. I just got this, you know, 4K TV. So I ordered one. I have the, the Gears of War 4 edition one, the red one. Um, have you been saying S? Do you mean the X? No, I mean S. Oh, really? And then later, uh, my sister had bought me a uh, backwards compatible PS3. And it worked and worked for a while, and it crapped out. And I ended up returning it back to uh, GameStop, where she had got it from, and I got a store credit. And it just so happened, they were doing a big sale. It was like just like two or three hundred dollars for an Xbox One X at the time, mm-hmm. and I had like a hundred and fifty dollars worth of store credit now. So I just put it towards a, a One X, hoping that maybe the uh, 4K Blu-ray player would be a little bit better. Plus, I could play some of my my games in in 4K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, both of the drives are mediocre at best, and the reason I say that is because every single time. I watch a 4K movie on it. Doesn't matter the disc. Um, I've tried multiple ones, multiple times. We would get at least one time where the disc would hitch up and it would stop playing, and then it would suddenly catch back up and play. Uh, that has not happened so far with the PS5, and I've watched two or three 4K movies on that one. I might have to borrow a uh, a disc just just to kind of play play around with it, just 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 for fun. Yeah. Because there, there's some there's some movies I've been wanting to see in like ultra ultra 4K. Yeah. So, just just to play around with it. But yeah, that that's new information for me. That's awesome. So the PlayStation did come with a limited limited amount of games. It is backwards compatible, and PlayStation 4 games do play a little bit better on the PlayStation 5. Like you you mentioned that there's a bit faster load times. Um, Games with uncapped frame rates will run better. So, like, I want to say Ghost of Tsushima will run, will run smoother. Hitman will run smoother. Mm-hmm. Borderlands 3. Uh, that game gets a straight PS5 upgrade on it. Yep. And it is, I'll say right now, Borderlands should have waited till the PS5 came out. Because as soon as you got a PS5, the PS5 upgrade gives you 4K and a consistent 60 frames per second. Dang. That is exactly how Borderlands is meant to be played. And going back to PS4, you're like, this is running so slow. How could anyone live like this? How could I have lived like this? Yeah. Playing at 30 frames per second. I've tried a handful of PS4 games on it. I played through, I mentioned before, Detroit. Um, that game looked beautiful on it, ran perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I only noticed one little hitch in the game in my entire playthrough. I don't know. It could have been a game issue, not a system issue. I'm leaning to think it was more that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played through uh, two or three, maybe four hours worth of Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't notice much of an upgrade there as I did when I, I watched my uh, friend David play um, when the game first came out. And he played it on the PS4 Pro. Didn't notice that much of a difference. I think the frame rate is capped in that game, which might be a downside. Um, yeah. I and then I also played Injustice Two, which has an uncapped frame rate, and I've been playing through the campaign probably seven or eight hours into that game, and it looks wonderful. It runs like butter on the system. Um, I definitely recommend if if you haven't played Injustice Two and you have a PS Five, or even if you have just a PS Four, definitely play through that game because it it's a gorgeous game. <laughs> if you're into fighting games, yeah. If you like fighting games, or if you like DC heroes, because. Um, uh, 
I, I was never much of a fighting game guy. Like I'm like, I, I appreciate the genre and I, I appreciate people that like the genre. It's just your Mortal Kombat's, your Street Fighters, your your Injustice. Like I was just never a crazy fan of of uh, fighting games. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an acquired taste, and I also think with fighting games, not to go off on a, a tangent here, but with fighting games, you have a couple kinds of audiences. You have the, the casual audience who just plays, maybe memorize a couple combos, but you play just to have fun. And then you have the serious fighting game aficionados who memorize every complex, you know, combo in the game. They are very competitive. Uh, I am not that crowd. I am the learn a few buttons and you know, learn a few combos and then just have fun with it kind of guy. And playing against playing against those people just makes the game not fun. For me, yes. A hundred percent. it just becomes uh, just way too difficult. Speaking of difficult, segue, segue, segue. The Demon Souls remake. Oh boy. I got so excited when they announced this. I saw I saw it being remade because I never played uh, Demon Souls when it came out on PlayStation Three. That surprises me. Uh, it well, it's because I had a PlayStation Three for a while, and I looked everywhere for. I looked at game. I looked at like three different Game Stops when I got PS Three, and it was uh, it was the second generation PlayStation Three. So, like like you know, it had the you had the fat PlayStation, then you had the smaller one, and the smallest one before PlayStation Four came out. Uh, the PS3 Slim. Mm-hmm. I, I had the second generation PlayStation, so it was like, it, it was so Demon Souls wasn't that old uh, yeah. when when th- when that second generation came out. I looked everywhere, and I wasn't smart enough to look online at the time, so I never got around to playing it. So playing Demon Souls, it is totally different. Uh, there's there's some similarities to Dark Souls because Dark Souls is, is the successor, but there's some newer mechanics in in Demon Souls that takes some getting used to. But that game, that remake, which Blue Point Studios remade, um, for those who are unaware, Blue Point Studios did the Shadow of Colossus remake. Hmm. And so they're, they're, they are the best of the best when it comes to, to, to remakes. And From Software was, was, very, was very kind to let, to let them do this. And this is, has to be one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Oh yeah, the the lighting, the shadows, the water when you walk through it just And and here's the thing. Godfall Godfall's gorgeous. It is. Which we'll we'll, we'll touch base on Godfall a little bit. But I still think Demon Souls is more gorgeous. And mostly because the environments are larger. There's so much color. It's so clear. Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so Connor uh, I know that you're not as uh, well-rounded in the Souls franchise as I am, and you 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 touched it a little bit in Demon Souls, but I know going back to our friend David, David will make a will keep coming up because he's jealous of us. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, David. So what, what's your experience playing playing the Souls? Um, I've only played a little bit of it. I will say I've only ever dabbled. In most of the Souls likes over the years, um, just because they don't really fully capture my attention very much. Like Bloodborne, I, I played a little bit of, uh-huh. um, but I just couldn't get into it. Same thing with uh, all the Dark Souls games. I've tried all of them, uh, I just couldn't really get into a lot of them. Uh, I always pick them up just to try them out when they get cheap, 
this is one I actually bought day one, and so far uh, I've only played like a little bit, probably just through the introductory areas. And uh, when David and I were kind of playing it together, we got as far as the phalanx uh, creature. Did you beat the phalanx? Yeah, yeah, we beat. It's that. pretty easy. Well, we blew all of our. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. We blew most of the uh, the kind of weapon that you would want to use for that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's weak against something. Just say it. It's weak against fire, and we we got rid of all it's the fire like, bombs. Like, don't don't forget, uh, De Demon Souls is a remake. So like, the the so and everything's the same. Uh, the solution the solutions for for everything has been already been on the internet for ten years. Yeah, but it's, I will it's say, not a spoiler. I, I will say, uh, it was kind of. It was very uh, nostalgic when I played through this with him, and you know you would get killed for like a little like piddly enemy, and I was like, oh yeah, that's why I, I kind of <laughs> get burnt out on these games because like you'll get really really far, and then like some little piddly enemy kills, and you're like, oh cool, thanks. Um, but I do have a question for you, Kale. Okay. Do you think that going forward, um, they will make more Demon Souls games, or do you think they're going to? This is just going to be a one-off, and they're going to keep doing Dark Souls, or do you think they're going to take a break on Dark Souls for a while? Okay, so it's really interesting you ask me that because From Software is currently in the works of a Souls-like game called Elden Ring, um, which really doesn't doesn't surprise me. This is From Software special like speciality um, are are Souls-like games. Um, they also made Armor Core, so there, there's a little bit of trivia if you don't know. Um, as far as the Souls games, like Blank Souls, I don't really know, because uh, when Dark Souls 3 was released, uh, the creative director, uh, Miyazaki, went kept going back, back and forth. Like At first, he said this will be um, the final chapter of the Souls series, but then – no, I'm sorry um, – he first said it'll be a turning point of the Soul series, and then later in development he uh, changed his answer to this will be the last of this Soul series. So it could really go either way. Maybe maybe Miyazaki was just tired of making Souls games because uh, they're the developer. But I want to say uh, Bandai Namco or Namco Bandai, one of those, they own the actual rights to. Soul series, and so I, I don't know if he was under contract when when they got on to uh, when they got on to Bandai Namco. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know, but I don't know. We we'll, we'll just have to find out. Okay. Um, I am excited for Elden Ring though. It's supposed to be a open world, uh, Souls like game. So like, so like, any open worlds like maybe like Dragon's Dogma. I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm I, that's just the first open world game. That, that I thought of that's somewhat medieval. Yeah. S and has, like, creatures and everything. So Do you worry that people are going to, because there's so many Souls-like games out right now, do you worry that people are going to get a little bit of burnout on that genre? I don't know, because there there are a lot of Souls-like games. Like, uh, Souls-like has, has basically became a genre. Yeah. Um, but... From software is the best at making it. I, of course. I think I think people will still be interested if from software is involved. So it's 
it's it's kind of like um uh, what the, what's a good example um a medieval medieval ish fantasy open world game we had a lot of those but if if it's elder scrolls then people would be interested in it yeah i think for me what would draw me into it more um i don't think i think a lot of people who uh are really into the souls games who hear somebody say "Eh, i'm not really into it their first thought is oh you must not like the difficulty and I don't think that's it for me. I've played a lot of games that I found very difficult over the years. A lot of games where you, like, a good example I think is Monster Hunter. When you get pretty late game in Monster Hunter, it's no no slouch. You can spend 50 minutes hunting a monster only to die at the very end. And then have to start all the way over. So, I get it. I, I can deal with that kind of frustration. I, I like it to an extent. But the thing that, like, kept me interested in um, games like Monster Hunter or other games is, you know, the variety of creatures I think is cool in Monster Hunter. Um, and I like the controls a lot in Monster Hunter. But then there's other games that are challenging where I really, really like the story. And I can't say that I've been super interested in the story in the Souls games. And I really, some of the monsters I think are cool in the Souls games. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, just like the little trash mob monsters around are just kind of like boring little nuisances in the way. I would rather there be less of those or if they just don't respond after you kill them and then just really hard bosses. I, I like fighting really hard bosses. <laughs> That's my deal. So for for people, for Souls fans out there, basically what – basically, let me translate, let me translate for um, Connor for you guys. He's not good. Oh, that hurts. Hey, get good, Connor. Get good. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I I hate I hate that good good uh, moniker a lot actually. <laughs> um, I I I think it's uh very ex- like not very inclusive because there are some people that want to get into the game but can't seem to get past bosses and everything, and and oh just get good. That's I think that's that's throwing that's throwing uh their issues under the rug and, and not really like, like yeah, it's very dismissive yes and if you were if you were having trouble with this, like here man let, let me let me give you give you some some tips here uh my my fiance's niece like 10 year old 12 year old niece was playing uh dark souls on the uh, uh on the switch and she was having trouble with the taurus demon and i was like i didn't say hey get good I was like, okay, well, let me let me give you a few tips here, and I would watch her, and I'd be like, okay, roll, jump back. It's like, and kind of teaching her and teaching her how to use like iframes and everything. So, but I'm I'm definitely interested in the combat, and I'm used to. I think, as I said, a good comparison point is Monster Hunter. You have to block, you have to roll, you can't just tank hits, or you'll die within a few hits. Uh, that's just how those kind of games are, and I'm fine with that, and I like that. I just think there has to be more interesting things in the game to keep me there. And so far, I will say, with Demon Souls, what little I've got through, I've actually liked the bosses. I don't really care for the trash mobs, but if they're few and far between, I don't care. Um, 
if they get in the way all the time, they can become an annoyance. It's like, okay, yeah, I've killed the generic skeleton swordsman here 20,000 times. I'm done with him. I just want to fight the cool bo- boss monsters. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of my particular enjoyment of, of those kind of games. A little tip to kind of understand a little bit of the story. Uh, if you pick stuff up, read item descriptions. That's because yeah. the Soul series is, is not told explicitly. It's told through uh, environments, uh, NPC dialogue, descriptions of armor, special weapons, and everything. And you can kind of start piecing things together that way. And I, I personally like, like that. I personally like piecing together our, your own lore. That's, that's kind of what the Souls community does. Is the, that's, that's one of the biggest appeals for me um, is the lore. I think and, – And builds too. I used to be that way because I used to collect every little item and read every little extended lore thing when I played through the Mass Effect series. Because uh, you can get a lot of extended universe stuff just by reading the the uh, codex and, and different yeah. things in Mass Effect. The difference is uh, I'm older now. I have less time, and uh, I, I don't want to sit and read like a block of text when I'm just trying to like I, – I have two hours to play this game. I'm not going to spend 30 minutes of that reading text. <laughs> and you can, you can always look up lore videos too. So and yeah, there's, there's really there's a massive community of of uh, lore of videos, and yeah. very concise and and very very well produced and and kind of gives you an appreciation for the for the worlds that are created in these. But I'm excited. Um, I'm on for those who are wondering. I'm on the armored spider right now, and that armored spider is kicking my ass. Like pretty hardcore because I'm I'm a swordsman. If like if you're a ranged character, like a like using a bow or a magic character, you're laughing at me right now. It's like <laughs> I I'm trying to feed them like fisticuffs, like nice. with, with swords with swords and just just for context, Connor uh, in Demon Souls, um, types of damage plays a much bigger role, to my knowledge, than other games. So like you have slashing, uh, blunt, piercing damage. And so that plays a much bigger role in Demon Souls than the, than the other games. Yeah. And one of the are- areas, uh, what is it? I I, just, uh, I I lost the name just escaped me. But um, like the mines, uh, for those who know, don't know, like a lot of those enemies take piercing damage. But uh, I'm playing as a dex character, so I'm using a scimitar. They don't take a lot of slashing damage. And so, but the armored spider, it being armored. Uh, piercing damage uh, is is effective against it because just like in real life, a thrust with with a with a uh, with a thrusting weapon can pierce like chainmail yes. easier than a slash. Exactly. So that 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 plays into that game quite a bit. But yeah, that's that's kind of like a little bit of Demon Souls. We'll, we'll, we'll probably dive further into the, into these games and and more extended episodes when we actually have time to sit down and put our time into them. Yeah. Um, I want to move on. To, um, to bug snacks. This was a. Uh, have you been able to play bug snacks yet? I have not. <laughs> have you been able to download it yet? No. It is free. It is free for a PlayStation Five till January. I, I think I've redeemed it. I have not. Like I've added it to my library. I have not downloaded it because, you know, storage space. Yeah. And, and Call of Duty Cold War is like, if you install the campaign, you're talking. Uh, like 150 gigs or something like that, probably. I will. I will give. Call, <laughs> I will give Call of Duty credit. It does. It does ask what you want to install. If you just want to play the campaign, you can just just install the campaign. Uh, no, you can't. 
Wait, oh, you can't? No, you can just install zombies. You can just install multiplayer or the, uh, there's another mode. I forget what it is. It's like mercenaries or something like that. You can only install those three. And then once you get into the game, you can choose to install the campaign, which is three separate, I believe, 20 gigabyte downloads. That's insanity. Yes, it is insanity. Because I just wanted to, I just wanted to play the campaign for a little while. Because I usually play through the campaign, enjoy the story a little bit, uh, and then it familiarizes myself with all the different guns and stuff in the game. And uh, I wasn't able to do that, so I've just been playing multiplayer for now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bug Snacks. It's it's just a, uh, a little game to where you play as these I I don't I don't know the whole thing cuz I haven't played it much but I've gotten enough to kind of get an idea. You play you play as this these creatures where you live in a world of these of these weird like walrus like creatures like they're <laughs> a bit heavier build they have the teeth and everything. And you're sent to an island where all the animals are food types and you feed them to these uh, residents that moved here but you're supposed to figure out like what happened to one of the main leaders, like Liz Birch or, whatever, or whatever her name is, I think there's a darker story under under, under this. Like, it's adorable looking. It's very colorful. The music is very upbeat. The voice acting is very cheery and everything. But I really think there's a darker story here. I think so. I get the vibes. Because, because here's the thing, uh, they they consume these creatures, and one of their limbs turns into into a food type. Like, uh, <laughs> like there's a bug that with a main body type of, of a strawberry. They eat that, their fist becomes a strawberry. It's like forever. It's, <laughs> I don't know, but it's that really makes me weird. uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. Uh, the sound design, the sound design is so good. The music is is so good. Uh, the creatures like they'll like they they kind of act a little bit like uh, Pokemon, where they have a name and they'll say their name as their sound. Uh, my favorite sound is the bunger. It is a cheeseburger. Oh gosh! With I want to say it's either curly fries or onion rings as horns. Ah, jeez. And it walks around going bunger, 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 bunger. <laughs> it is adorable. You can't get it out of your head. Oh no! And it, it's it's great. Like and you and you uh, trap these these poor innocent creatures and you feed them to the residents basically. <laughs> And so it, it, it kind of uh, – maybe this is the direction the story is going, but have you seen the episode of Futurama to where uh, they land on the planet and Leela finds the, the little the – little, like, they're called poplars, and they become sup- like super uh, popular. Then they find out that they are baby creatures. Oh, I think I vaguely and, remember that. And that's, that was the introduction of uh, Lurg, uh, ruler of – I can't remember. Omicron Percy I-8. Oh. Uh, I am Lur, ruler of the planet Omicron Percy I-8. I don't know. I'm getting that kind of vibe playing this game, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, you, you trap them, and uh, you have a slingshot that, that shoots ketchup. Ketchup things. Ketchup grows on trees in this world, um, and some animals are attracted to it. It's like the frider, half like spider, but with French fries as legs. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's 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 a lot of fun, and so I'm I'm really interested in talking about it as I get further into it, and I recommend you trying it out. Yeah. So I think once I get to a stopping point on one of my other games I'm playing, I uh, I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah. And so so really not much to say about that one. 
uh, just until we, we get further into it, another game that came out on day one is Godfall. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you haven't been able to play Godfall yet, um, but I, I managed to play about um, about five hours of Godfall. That's impressive. Um, give or take. And the game, much like Demon's Souls, is gorgeous. It's It kind of looks like J.J. Abrams uh, made it because there's lens flare and ray tracing everywhere. Nice. It kind of turns me off just a little bit, but it's it's still really pretty. Uh, the combat takes getting used to. It it kind of follows the the dark like your Dark Souls um, controller scheme. At like L one's your light attack, L two's your your heavy attack, and oh sorry, R one's your your light attack, L R two is your heavy attack, and L one is your block. Okay. So it's 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 a pretty popular uh, controller like controller scheme at this point. Uh, one one thing that kind of disappointed me though was it's, it's kind of like Destiny. It's a, like a hack and slash Destiny. Interesting. Um, I was I was hoping for closer to Borderlands, and I I think I think it, that should have tipped me off was it's always online. You cannot play offline, much like Destiny. Okay. And so it's that's a little bit disappointing. It's I don't know how long this game was in development for. I don't know if they intended to make a Destiny like game. Um, kind of like how Anthem was supposed to be a Destiny. Was it supposed to be Destiny like, but end up being Destiny like? Yeah. Which, well, we'll, we'll probably get into the the troubled uh, development of Anthem at some point too. <laughs> but um, it's really. In- but other than that, the combat is it takes some getting used to. Like there is a little bit of adaptive triggers into it. Okay. Um, like when your first initial swing, uh, th- there is just some resistance, uh, but once you get that momentum going. Then it doesn't have any resistance anymore. So kind of like in real life, okay. where like like if you swing a heavy weapon, there's a little bit of resistance. But once you get that momentum going, it's pretty easy. Um, there's there's a couple weird um, uh, mechanics in it. Like there's like pressing certain buttons at the same time will have northern and southern techniques. I I don't know what that means. Probably like left or right kind in boxing, where if someone's a southpaw, they're their um, I want to say their main hands is their left, hmm. so m- I guess northern, northern, and southern would be like you swing to the left or swing from the right. Okay. Starting out and um, another thing too is like there's also this something called the soul shatter, to where you have soul shatter build up, and it's supposed to break the guard of y- of your enemy, and that's what you can stun them in, and uh, do more damage. However, it doesn't seem like there's any feedback on your on your soul shatter really, because there's there's a couple menus, and or things on your HUD HUDs that that go up and down, but it doesn't seem to be connected to soul shatter. So I don't know. So I don't quite get um, how so how you can see the soul shatter build up, or if or if it's just an invisible menu, or or vi- I don't know. Hmm. Um, so but it is fun. Uh, something I also thought was kind of weird is you do get different armors, but your sex changes. What? So one one of the first uh, armors I got after being in the first area was uh, like Phoenix, uh-huh. and all of a sudden I'm a lady. Huh. It's very weird. Is it intentional or is it just like laziness? Be like, oh, we only designed 
you know, this armor set for one gender in mind. So, hey, when you switch to it, there you go. I, I honestly don't know. I ought to play a little bit more huh. to really kind of dive into it. Um, but just like Destiny, like you, you change your armor in like your hub area. It's kind of like Destiny. Destiny kind of has that hub area. Yeah. It's kind of like that, only it's just you. Um, another thing, like, um, so yeah, I got to play a little bit more of it um, to kind of really like have a full verdict on it. Um, <coughs> one thing I thought was also kind of weird because I'm getting a lot of a lot of weird things about it. I'm not saying it's bad because the game is definitely absolutely breathtaking. It runs at a f- at a solid 60 frames per second. Drops down to to uh, 30 frames if you go to performance or to uh, um, uh, re- resolution mode because you know these games now they they have performance mode and resolution mode where. Yeah. Where it decides to optimize for resolution or performance, definitely without a doubt, stick with performance because um, you get so you get so used to uh, how the game runs is that you'll miss your timings for your parries when you want to start going thirty frames per second. Okay. Because because you think because you think that they're going faster than they really are, and so you do it early and then you get thrown off. One thing that I'm wondering about with this game, and it, I hope that. I'm pleasantly surprised, but you mentioned it's like Destiny. I enjoyed Destiny, the first one. I thought the mission structure was pretty solid. I had a pretty good playthrough of it. I did not enjoy Destiny 2 as much because I felt like the mission structure was kind of all over the place. It was hard to tell what you could do that would actually progress the story further. Um, so I'm hoping if it is a you know Destiny-like, that it's more like Destiny One. <laughs> um, it's and it's probably something that may, maybe we can work out a time. Maybe tonight. I don't know how it works out. Maybe we can. You can pop in Godfall. We can test and we can kind of dive further into it. Test the uh, online and see how it's probably more fun online. Um, because you know Destiny is kind of it's uh, Destiny is really kind of hard to sit through when you're playing by yourself. But yeah, you playing, definitely want to play at least two people. If you're playing with yeah. friends, it's a lot of lot of fun. Um, another thing, a thing I thought was also weird. Um, is you 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 are you are put in this in this environment where you can explore freely, but enemies seem to be only on the critical path. It's very very strange. Interesting. Um, because because I I jumped in I popped into the world I got the waypoint where they say hey go here I'm like I'm not gonna go there now I'm gonna explore, and so I would find chests and everything and be really empty. I was like. Why is this so empty? But as soon as I started moving toward the waypoint, enemies started spawning in. Yeah, it's very weird, and I I don't know if that's uh, if that's like telling you you're going the right right way. You hear some enemies, when that's really pointless because just follow the waypoint. You know you're going the right way. So I I don't know, but I probably it's probably something that we need to uh, um, play further into. There was one complaint though that some. Ab- Someone wrote an article on this about Godfall, and uh, it was like, oh, I think I figured out the reason why the combat for Godfall is really weird. Uh-huh. And he made it. He made a point by saying how Godfall has no animation canceling, to so you cannot cancel an, an animation to do a to do another animation. So if you're in the middle of a swing, you can't cancel it and and hold up your shield. And he was complaining about this. It's like. This is this is not fair. I have never played a game that has this animation canceling. 
I tried it on Dark Souls. Uh, I on my Switch doesn't have it. I tried a more recent Souls game, uh, Dark Souls Three on on PlayStation Four, and I tried it on Demon Souls. It doesn't have it doesn't have that either. It doesn't have animation canceling. Once you're in that animation, you're, you're you you you've made that commitment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, Souls Souls are Souls. That's probably part of the mechanic. Let me try a more mainstream game. Let's let's put in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It doesn't have that either. Yeah, you have to usually commit to whatever move you're doing. So I I don't understand this complaint. I don't see an issue with it. It's just just be wise. Like don't do, like if you want if you may, maybe there's there's uh there's animation canceling and more hack and slash games like your Dynasty Warriors and uh, Warriors Orochi. I don't know. Uh. But I, I I don't think that's a very fair assessment of the combat. Yeah, I'm trying to like think back if there's like I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any sort of game where you can just like at most I feel like there's some games where maybe you're doing a move and you can like do a dodge roll. But I don't think there's any game where you could like block instead. I don't know. It's I, I if if so I can't think of any games, um so so yeah that's Godfall, um probably need to play more of it to do really kind of a full verdict but, um I'm fairly lukewarm on it, at, as as at this current time, okay and so, no, moving on to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I was really excited for this game when it was first announced, um, uh the game so I got the game. Because mostly, uh, I got the game mostly on impulse. Because I pre-ordered Godfall and Demon Souls. I got Demon Souls first, uh, but I got a notification from Target saying, "Oh, there's been a delay. You won't get Godfall till two or three weeks later." Yeah, I got the same thing from when I uh, pre-ordered it at GameStop. <coughs> and so I was like, oh, "Crap, I I I want to play Demon Souls, but I want to play some more games." And so I uh, started. Got up and went out and bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and that still installed relatively quickly. It wasn't bad. So, get getting getting into the game. Visually, the game looks fine. It's nothing like Demon Souls, Demon Souls or Godfall, but it's definitely a nicer looking Assassin's Creed game. It's definitely nicer looking than Odyssey. Um, not really groundbreaking though, but. Um, it it is at a constant sixty frames per second, which is nice. The load time was very quick. It pr- from menu to getting to the game is usually about eight seconds, and that's that's not bad yeah. for an open world game. Um, I take you haven't been able to play Assassin's Creed yet. I've played some. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what do you think of the combat? For 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 one, I think the dual wielding weapons is cool. I think that that's definitely a, a new thing. Is is that a new thing in in Assassin's Creed? Did Origin have that? I didn't play Origin. I I, I don't think uh, Odyssey had it either. So I think the last Assassin's Creed game I put a substantial amount of time into was Unity. Yeah, it's been some time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So the dual dual weapons co- is cool. I I like how you can have um like an axe in one hand and a hammer in the other and. Uh, or, or if you want to use a two weapon, like great axe or whatever, you 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 could do that too. I I do like the customization, and that's happening in Assassin's Creed now. 
I've been playing mostly with bow and arrow, to be honest with you. Nice. And <laughs> full full disclosure, not all games have this adaptive trigger. Like Assassin's Creed doesn't 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 do this. Yeah, and I wish it did. Especially w- as I said with the bow and arrow, like that would have been awesome if you mm-hmm. felt like resistance. Immortals Phoenix back. Rising has it. Really? Yeah, and it's it's interesting. In which we'll get into that at some point. I, d- I haven't made any notes on Immortals Phoenix Rising yet. So I haven't got it yet. Mine just shipped today. Yeah, I, I went out to Best Buy and I picked it up. So, nice. um, but, um, so th- they did change some some mechanics here from the from the uh, from Odyssey. It seems that uh, Valhalla is is taking. Uh, some things out of Sekiro's book by having like like a block meter that's under the main health, and as soon as that go- goes out, they're stunned, and that gives you a chance to get some get some hits in. Okay. Um. You, now you you can't circumvent this by uh by parrying at the right time because because the pairing window in Assassin's Creed is always super generous. Yeah. So. But. Uh. The combat, though, it feels really sluggish to me. I would 100% agree. Uh, that's why I've been mostly using bow and arrow, because I've just been picking them off um, from a range, because I don't want to do the actual because, combat. Because even with a one-handed axe, it's, it, it's almost as if it weighs like 400 pounds to him, because he's like, Egh. It's like, you're, yeah. supposed to be a, you're supposed to be a Nord, a Nordic, a Nordic yeah. hardcore man, like old woman. Yeah, I chose the female, actually, myself. Which I will say that that's really cool. That's a really cool way of choosing your gender. That 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 beginning. Yeah, because the kid looks, you know, pretty gender neutral. A kid doesn't really look like a boy or girl, especially with a shaved head. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will say so far. So I bought the ultimate edition on PS4, uh-huh. and then I got the free upgrade for PS5. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blown away. I think this game honestly looks like a it, it was made for PS4 and Xbox One uh and then it was just haphazardly ported to the next gen consoles yeah. uh the visuals i i think Horizon Zero Dawn looked just as good when i was playing both of those games mm-hmm. and before anybody says it no i did not install the PS4 version on the PS5 i know that can happen i went in and specifically chose the PS5, PS5 version. version. I'm aware. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't... I've heard that if you get later in the game, the game actually looks better. When you go to, like, England, uh, it, it brightens does. up. It uh, does. Kind of. It's like, I'm, in, I'm still in the swampy area, so it's like, okay. there's, there's lots of browns and greens and kind of unappealing colors, like Gears of War color. Like, first, like first Gears of War colors. Okay. So kind of muddy. A little bit muddy, but again, yeah. you're in a swamp, so. Yeah. But overall, the combat, as you said, felt sluggish. Um, I've been mostly sticking with a bow and arrow. Uh, I just, it's weird. I played a whole bunch of games lately just to kind of try things out, and that's me the too. one I've been the least interested in going back to. Honestly, me too. Um, and, and, and one thing that kind of threw me off, too, is the, is the skill tree in in uh Valhalla um you well, much of the skill tree is clouded so once you unlock a certain amount of points within one skill tree um the rest of the skill tree unlocks you can see what um what you can unlock next i personally don't like that i like seeing the entire skill tree and and seeing the pro- the uh, 
progression because that encourages builds. And so if you if so if you want to if you like bow and arrow, if you had access to the entire skill tree right at the beginning of the game, rather than what it is now, like put X amount of points in in range and then unlock the second part of the tree, yeah. you, you can you can plan accordingly. I personally don't I, I personally don't like that. Another thing that kind of bothers me is in Odyssey, you unlock special special abilities in the skill tree itself. Like, um, uh, with with these new games, um, there's left trigger and right trigger, uh, gives you access to like a menu with special abil- special abilities. So like, um, the uh, the left trigger unlocks like ranged abilities to where like. Um, you would press square, and then your next arrow arrow you can like manually control and everything, mm-hmm. and so on. And then hold down your left trigger, you could do like physical attacks. One of my favorites in in Odyssey was the Spartan kick. Yeah, um, I I've killed people like four levels higher than me by uh, baiting them to the edge of a cliff and then kicking kicking them off. So this is Sparta. This it was hardcore. This is Sparta. Um, however. Those abilities are no longer in the skill tree in Valhalla. You have to uh, do raids and find these knowledge books, hmm. um, and then they'll unlock, and you can and you can choose what slot you can put them in. I don't like that. Um, I, I I like having um, abilities you can lock the skill tree because the skill tree just unlocks like passive abilities, such as and I'm not making this up. Um, um, you unlock an ability where you get 2.3% more to your attack. Interesting. That is that is ridiculous. I don't I don't like those n- those numbers. Oh, you get uh 2.3 to attack. Oh, you get 0.5% more effective block. It's like I I, yeah. I I don't like those small numbers. I'd much rather have bigger numbers or just just straight up uh abilities. Yeah, it, it it I feel like it just encourages grinding, which is kind of what Assassin's Creed's becoming. It's yeah. becoming much of a grind fest. Um, um, it is Ubisoft, and even though I like Ubisoft over uh, EA and Activision, um, it's they still have issues with their games. I had the game crash on me once. Okay, J- just once though, and um, but other than that, just. Not impressed. So far, I'm I'm having more fun with uh, Immortals than Assassin's Creed, and, and Immortals kind of follows follows the f- um in Assassin's Creed a little bit too. Like you have abilities where you can control your arrow. It has the uh, like the um, hold down the, uh, the the left trigger and you press one of the face buttons and do it and do an attack, an ability, or, or whatever. And it also has Breath of the Wild DNA, which, which I like. Yeah. Um. But other than that, like, I'm not. I I think you should maybe skip over Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I wouldn't pay full price for it. Yeah. Um. If if it ever gets goes on sale, definitely pick it up. Um. So, moving on. Uh, Connor, since you played mostly Call of Duty, talk to me about Call of Duty a little bit. Okay. Um. Call of Duty is, and mind you, I've only played the multiplayer. It's very reminiscent 
of all the other Call of Duty games. Um, it, I feel like it goes a little bit back more towards its roots. It's a little less outlandish like some of the later Call of Duties got. Um, so you can, you know, the maps don't look particularly impressive. They look like something that could have been on last gen or, mm. you know, something like that. But you get your normal kill streaks, you know, oh, three kills, you get a radar, five kills, you get a turret, you know, whatever. Um, it's kind of just a, a Twitch shooter like it always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that's the only game I've played on the PlayStation 5 that has had issues. Um, okay. So I was playing online with Trey. Yeah, the friend of the show. Yeah. And I got uh, kicked out, and it said it was having a trouble connecting to the host. Thought that was weird. Tested my network. Fine. Tested it on the PlayStation 5. Fine. Okay. Force closed out of the game. Went back in. Got as far as getting to matchmaking. Wouldn't connect. Okay. Then here's what I did. Closed out of the game entirely. Restarted the system. Okay. Got up all the way to the main menu. It tried to connect online to get to multiplayer. Failed. All right. Wow. <laughs> it got worse. I hard booted the system, not like, you know, unplugging it or, you know, holding down the power. But That's like, insane. I shut it down, let it sit for five minutes, you know, powered it back on, restarted the game. It got to the main menu and then just froze. And I, I was just like, well. Trey, we can't play this anymore tonight. And we went off and we played a PC game. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. I am about 95% sure that it was something on their server side. Probably. Because the PlayStation itself was able to connect to the Internet. And it said I had a stable, like, oh, gosh, like over 100 um, Mbps. You know, so like, And you have really good Internet. I have gigabit. Yes. Yeah. So it was like 150 or, or something like that. Way more than enough to play online. Right. Um, so uh, that's that's a huge complaint for me. I Overall, though, I feel like the game feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said, you pull on the trigger and there's some resistance on either aiming down the sights or um, the trigger of the gun. Uh, I, I like the rumble that features throughout the controller based on you know, your different movements in the game. And so overall, it's a fun experience when it works, but it's nothing groundbreaking or revolutionary. It's the same old stuff. I still need to play the story. The story could change my opinion entirely, Mm -hmm. but nothing has really blown me away so far. It's just a competent Call of Duty game when it works. Yeah, so... And I'm not really big on the Call of Duty. I did play the most recent... the one before this one, uh, Modern Warfare, which I enjoyed the campaign. The campaign was pretty good. I played a little bit of the, of the uh, multiplayer, and and I'm just not much of a multiplayer, competitive multiplayer person, so I, I always prefer co-op. And so, but, and of course, I haven't gotten around to playing Spider-Man yet. Um, I I did ask that one for Christmas. I, I promised my, I promised my fiancé I would not get Spider-Man, uh, and I promise I would let that be a Christmas gift. Nice, nice. Because she knows I would straight up buy games. 
and 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 I do that all the time, and that leaves no gift ideas for her or or her family. So that makes sense. So I'm like, okay, really want to play it. She okay. does know the difference between the standard and the deluxe edition, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so y- with the deluxe one, you get a a, a uh, remastered copy of the original game. Yeah, which which to me that's that's really kind of aggravating because there's a lot of games that um uh, was like oh free PS5 upgrade. Why isn't the first Spider-Man to straight up do that? It should have been because there's no way to buy like a that standalone like copy th- out that, right, that right now. That could have been PS5. a Sony decision. Sony had to have a hand in that. Yeah, it's like that's 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 the only reason I I can think why they would do that. Yeah, with so many games with the free upgrades, it, it did seem very silly. Yeah, and, but I don't know. But I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing that. Um, so I am playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, and I'll probably get an update on that uh, maybe next episode and see how, how we're playing through that. So before we actually close out, that's basically, that's basically the gist of the PlayStation 5 and the games that are currently out. Mm-hmm. So... Before we before we shut out, um, Connor. Besides uh, what you've been playing on PlayStation Five, is there any other games you've been playing? Yeah, it's actually what I was hoping we'd get to. I feel like we can go over um, the games we've been playing and maybe the games that we picked up this week. Yeah, um, and this is kind of the experiment. experiment. We're, we're definitely playing with the format. I know this is kind of at the end of the podcast, but who knows? We might we might do an intro, catch up. And do what we're playing uh, at the beginning of the podcast before we get into the meat of the um, of it. But just just kind of bear with us. We're we're, we're still kind of new to this. We're still trying to figure out our damn equipment. Yeah, that's that's um, the hardest part. It's just like uh, just the um, I almost threw uh, this equipment out the window, and this room doesn't have a window. And I was threatening to um, to build a window just to throw it out the window. It had it coming. But but yeah, and so just bear with us, and we'll and we'll try to try to get a tight format going here. So, um, but yeah, go go ahead, Connor. I apologize for that tangent. Oh no, it's all right. Um, so as far as the games that I've been playing, uh, I've been playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, on the PS5. It's just the PS4 version. Uh, I'm a few hours into that. I'm still playing through it. It's not my cup of tea so far, but maybe I'm just not far enough. Um, I've been playing Injustice 2. I like that one quite a bit. I've almost beat that game, so uh, I'm hoping to beat that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been playing Civilization 5 with Trey. I, that's my good old one of my favorite game. games of all time. I go back and play that one multiple times a year. I've, I have hundreds of hours in that game. Way better than six. Oh yeah, six was trash compared. Six removed a lot of the stuff, but that's a tangent on its own. Uh, and then I've been uh, just kind of doing some like daily task in uh, Pokemon Shield, mm-hmm. um, just sending Pokemon out on Poke Jobs. Um, during the day, I collect Pokemon in Pokemon Go, and I just transfer them over at night. Yeah, and then level those up. Um, as far as games I've like picked up this week, uh, I had an order come in from Amazon Japan with a game called Food Girls. Which Ooh. is a visual novel. Cool. Um, and then I had a game from Limited Run Games come in called Forgotten Anne. Uh, that one I've been waiting for for a while. And then my Black Friday um, orders came in from GameStop. 
Uh, I ended up getting Sekiro, uh, Moss, the Mafia Definitive Edition, uh, Darkest Dungeon on the Switch, Moonlighter on the Switch, and uh, Luigi's Mansion, uh, the the remaster that was on the 3DS. Um, and then a couple other games <laughs> arrived a couple days ago. Um, I ended up getting Waifu Uncovered from, um, uh, what was it, PlayAsia? Yeah, which is a, a shoot-em-up kind of game uh, with some looties. And uh, I had a game arrive after months of being in, like, shipping hell. From one print games, I got It'll Do. Nice. Um, and then the last games, I got uh, I got John Wick Hex on the Switch. I didn't mean to play that one because I'm a massive John Wick fan. Oh, yeah. And then I got the last one I got was uh, the Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and Blade of Light 30th Anniversary Edition, um, which unfortunately is just a digital copy and a collector's edition, but it's the only way to get it, so I wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. What so, about you? So other than Immortals Phoenix Rising, I I uh, I every once in a while I turn on my Switch and I play some Breath of the Wild. It's still the best game I played this year. Because I got my I got my Switch Lite uh, earlier this year, I finally uh, bought myself a Switch, and I've been having just every once in a while I've been going to that. When I'm not playing that, I'm usually I'm either playing Dusk, okay, uh, which is for those who don't know, Dusk is like is made by either a small team or one guy, and it, it's a homage to your '90s first-person shooters, like nice. even down to the graphics, like. Low polygons and and everything like, with rock and music, as in so. Fun fact: the uh, the new composer to the Doom, uh, like because we know that um, Mick Gordon was the original composer for the Doom reboot and Doom Eternal, and then they had a f- there was a falling out and uh, he left. So uh, the guy they brought in for the DLCs, Andrew uh, Holshut. I I'm not quite sure how you say his last name made the music for Dusk. Okay. And cool. it is brutal. It is <laughs> so awesome. And Dusk is so much fun. Um, it's definitely very nostalgic. So that's what I've been playing. And when I'm not playing that, I've been playing a, uh, an RPG, uh, Disco Elysium. Nice. Which, it's, which I recommend anyone who is a fan of like tabletop RPGs uh, to play Disco Elysium. It is, it is great. I, I need to dedicate an entire episode to Disco Elysium. It's like the mechanics, um, how you play the game is interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. And then, of course, me playing some Demon's Souls. Um, nice. uh, so I, I haven't been able to purchase any limited run games in a while just because like, I work nights. And so it's, it's hard for me to kind of keep up to date with limited run games and any kind of game releases. That's why I rely on you to tell me this stuff. <laughs> but uh, we, got we got about three minutes left. And so what we're going to do is we're going to close out this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if, you, if you guys want to catch us on Twitter, um, my you can catch me on Twitter at uh, Kale H. Atkinson. Um, it is underscore between Kale and so it's Kale underscore H underscore Atkinson, A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. I hate that username. I may change the username to something easier. <laughs> and so, Connor, how, how can they catch you? Uh, I am on.
on Twitter at SuperClashGaming, uh, all one word and no G at the end of gaming. Yeah, I ran out of characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how you can catch us, and we'll catch you guys next episode. So, bye. Adios.